Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is A New World Order and I am Chancellor Zane C. Webber of the Nation of Zane Australia here at the table with my colleagues from across the seas. Your people's champion, your one in 200, your man on the street, the Ayatollah of rock and roller. <laughs> that, that look. What? <laughs> that look. Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. Oh, Seb. Oh, Seb. <laughs> Are these legislated titles <laughs> or yep. do you just come up with them? I got to differentiate myself from the other 200. Well, okay. unlike Seb's rotating uh, uh, title title uh, of, of presidency or whatever it is that you have. The, the Ayatollah well, of Rock and Roller. The Ayatollah pretty, of Rock and Roller. It's a pretty standard title. Oh. <laughs> In stark contrast... I am Andrew Shosler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And now you see, Seb, you see what you've done is you've made your title more offensive than Andy. <laughs> I'm doing, it's, it's, it's a political satire is what I'm, I'm trying to achieve here. But Do you like guys feel... Like satire because yours was yours before Andy's Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and good. mine was passed on to me constitutionally. <laughs> yeah. I, I, am, I am required to introduce myself thusly. <laughs> There's probably documents saying I should do what I'm doing, I assume. If not, we'll get on that, but yeah. All right, okay. Well, each week, if you're joining us for the first time, we discuss an issue thrown at us by the game Nation States at nationstates.net and argue about them. Uh, We each have a unique political approach and usually they are not complimentary. Sometimes, though, if you wish upon a star. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes they're not. So uh, uh, we'll give you a moment to catch your breath while we talk (laughs) politics. Who's got an issue? I have an issue. Okay. Now, it's a very nice segue from agreement. Sometimes we agree last week... We did not. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I last week adopted a position that attracted scorn from the council yep. and <laughs> boos and hisses from the gallery. Well, I, I don't remember booing and hissing. I remember kind of watching on in aghast silence. I was imagining... Like, I just didn't understand. You know was, when <laughs> you drive past a car crash on the side of the road and you can't help but look and scare, stare yes. with an open jaw? Yes. Yeah. That's how I felt during it. So I, I got bogged down in a pretty indefensible argument. <laughs> about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sorry you're being vague for our new listeners what was no, no, well all right to be specific it was to deal with uh, uh installing using government money to install disabled um access ramps on government buildings mm-hmm. right and my position was not to spend government money doing it Checks we out. had a pretty good conversation about it 
<laughs> but we kind of wrapped it up before I pressed the point um, that I wanted to make, and that is that there's a responsibility in spending money from the public purse. If you tax universally, you should also be spending for universal benefit. And I intend to demonstrate that with tonight's issue. All right. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye to the birdies. Aww. After Smalltopian journalists reporting on recent protein powder trade negotiations penned more articles on Andropolian government buildings covered in bird droppings than international commerce, questions have been raised as to whether Andropolia's pigeon problem has gotten out of control. Has it? Apparently. Do they have sabre teeth? No. It's not that the pigeons are wild, but they're making a bit of an obvious nuisance. A scar on the face of Andropolia, you Kind of like London. Yeah, a shitty scar. Yeah. Hmm. Get those damned flying rats off me, yells Larry Hitchcock, a member of the Andropolia City Beautification Council, desperately trying to wave away the pigeons pecking at him. These vermin are everywhere, defecating on us, spreading disease and damaging bronze and marble with their caustic droppings. It's all happening because a bunch of nutjobs are feeding <laughs> feeding them to feel good about themselves. Most supreme magnificent overlord, ban pigeon feeding immediately so we may be rid of this feathered pestilence. Mm. So a moderate approach. Mm. Ban. Would you, <laughs> ban. <laughs> ban. Why is every issue so heavy on the bans? Because it's so easy just to say, look, no, we're banning feathers. <laughs> banning them. They can't exist within our borders. So buy birds. It's easy, but it's wrong. And costly. <laughs> Number two. This is their city as much as it is ours, sings your childhood nanny, Miriam Palpat, (laughs) while staring at the snow globe with unsettling intensity. (laughs) I really like that. (laughs) You can't let these beautiful creatures die. We should embrace bird feeding. Andropolia City will become known as the city of a million pigeons and tourists will flock from across the world to see the birds and feed them for only two amples a bag. All right, well, thank you for making the obvious Mary Poppins <laughs> reference, nation states. Um, oh, that was Mary Poppins. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, Because she sings uh, Feed the Birds is her lullaby. <laughs> Tuppence a bag. And then, and then the kids want to give tuppence to the bird lady, but no. Yeah, but Father wants, wants to invest yeah. it in a bank so that the bank can have that and tuppence. And so he should. In a hundred years, he will have thruppence. It's been a while since you've watched Mary Poppins <laughs> as an Andy. <laughs> I do like it though. It's a good film. Uh, if it's not obvious, neither of those are, <laughs> yeah, well, are appealing. Oh yeah, all right. Surprisingly, the third one is a compromise, which I'm not usually a fan of. Because compromises tend to take the least offensive elements of both. You know, both. And so neither party really gets the benefit of their idea and yet you know, you're still left with this pile of crap that you have to deal with at the end. But this one is actually a pretty good plan. I can't see what the fuss is about, chimes in B.F. Spinner, a spokesperson of the Andropolia City Ornithological Society. Ask any illusionist or postman you know, pigeons are highly trainable animals. If the problem is that they are pooping around, they can simply be given potty training. Put a small toilet bowl at designated spots in the city, equipped with a food dispenser that gives food pellets when a pigeon poops there. The pooping behaviour will thus be positively reinforced and voila, the next time the pigeon will go to the toilet bowl, 
when it needs a poop. Problem solved. Now, I think if that was real, <laughs> that would already be happening in many different places. I know you can train ravens and crows to do that. Yeah. Not so much the common pigeon. Well, but you know, if we if may it, have we may we, have a particularly intelligent strain of pigeon. Maybe you do. <laughs> maybe they've had to evolve some extra intelligence <laughs> to avoid all the traffic collisions <laughs> in the air. Look, banning banning uh, pigeon feeding is silly because it will be a new level of enforcement that will be broken. Yeah. I mean, in order to enforce that strictly, you would have to police the streets 24-7 or go to the extreme measure of poisoning bird feed and you know then having a whole new level of regulation. It becomes a mess now, very quickly. I agree with that, that that is how nation states would interpret <laughs> this deal. There is always the option in the real world of a soft ban where it's just signage that is like, don't feed the birds. It's illegal. You you can be fined. Rarely anyone ever is. But like tourists or whatever who see the birds and might want to feed them yes. are like, oh, no, we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't. And it be, just becomes like a cultural thing then. But That's still. That's fine, yeah. but the engineer in me seeks a more elegant solution. And the trainable one, even though it may not work, is worth a shot. Sure. We can, so always, uh, we can always take the money left over from, from the failed training and just shoot the pigeons. I, I don't want to be, interpret it this way, but I feel it's necessary uh, <laughs> just this once. to So instead of people who choose thank you, feed the birds, thank you. <laughs> feeding the birds, it's going to be the government feeding the birds. Yes. Instead of the disabled people getting given <laughs> ramps to enter the government buildings, we'll put that money where it belongs. The training the of pigeons. <laughs> the tread carefully. The, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I understand what person, Sebastian. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but clearly there's there's a problem with the with the pigeon poop on the on the. Just gu- throw some buildings. rice out and let them die. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Well, you see, Mary Mary Palpit makes a very interesting point as well that it is a, it is a tourist attraction or, or could be. Tourism is an important part of the Andropolian economy. I don't want to upset anybody anymore. Yeah. That is necessary. Well, that, that's what I mean. Like bird, bird feeding, I know where I grew up in Bundaberg, there was parks dedicated to right. feeding rainbow lorikeets right. and that every day you, you would basically go get in and it was a tourist attraction yeah. it was a tourist trap i don't think i don't think this is a bad option if it is real and <laughs> it, it, it works out and, well, and it's not just kind of like a cockamamie scheme that at the very worst case it it creates an area where the birds are being fed and that may simply keep them close there yeah so they won't be you know tempted to f- fly around all that all that much anyway addressing the problem universal benefit Everybody gets the same benefit. It's not just a few people getting a very... Well, know, it's really only people that live in cities. Yeah. 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 Only the, the 1.4 billion of my population that is somehow still... No, no, we have a lot of talks about your rural population teaching cow husbandry and what have you. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do have a very strong voice, don't they? <laughs> cow husbandry, goat husbandry or whatever it was. Authorities are looking for a stool pigeon to rat out who is stealing food. 
from pigeon toilets. <laughs> of course that would happen. Because <laughs> all your homeless people are stealing the bird food to eat. Eh, that's all right. May- well, maybe, maybe if you have homeless food, <laughs> Dis- dispensers <laughs> where whenever they get food, they can go poop there. They can go poop there. That'd be brilliant. It's and just everybody really can... just another kind of welfare, and everybody Andrew. Can, and everybody can come and feed the homeless, and, and that'll be a tourist attraction. No, that's awful. That is um, awful. <laughs> the Andropolia Sentinel reports, retailers welcome tax cut, Andropolians living longer, working harder, national parks proving popular... Andropolia wins international attention, the good kind. Hooray, that's two weeks in a row. Eco-friendliness is up 29%. Tourism is up 4%. Environmental beauty up 2.5%. And the average income and economic output up 1%. Some good stats. This is some excellent stats. As far as the downtrends, not that bad. Um, Manufacturing is down 1%, mining down 1%, and charmlessness... Down seventeen percent, and that's a positive. Birds are pretty charming. It doesn't get any better than that in the great confederacy of Andropolia. Oh, well, and extending it, trout fishing is up fifteen percent as well. Hmm. More feathers. More feathers. Make into flies to fish for trout. Oh, it's brilliant. It's nothing but roses and sunshine in Andropolia these days. It's so bizarre. Yeah, you know when you put money into <laughs> actually fixing a problem. Good no. things happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also have a public health issue, so maybe I should go next. Maybe I'll be just as sassy with you. All right. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's not impossible. Struck a chord tonight. <laughs> oh, the angst. Uh, in response to rising rates of depression-related suicides, mental health groups have called for government funding to help support treatment programs, citing various surveys that indicate psychological disorders are often an overlooked problem. Ah. Option number one. Although it's uh, often dismissed as an irrelevant complaint, depression is a real disease and it isn't just all in your head, says Billy Bob Shaw. A depression sufferer. Depression has significant effects on groups and individuals, especially amongst teenagers. Every day more and more people commit suicide because of this disease. But this could all be stopped if this country had informative public awareness programs. Even better would be providing mandatory counseling in free government-run facilities for those who seem down and out. This will save lives. We have oh god, Andrew. <laughs> we have today a technological accessibility that didn't even exist, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Correct. If you if you're going to be really picky about it, uh, the internet and platforms like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all these other ones, we can get messages out today that you know. Even even 15 years ago, you kind of required some sort of public broadcast, you know, network in order to get out to everybody Usually at, it would at the be same radio time. Or television, yeah, 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 exactly right. But we have the means today to do that. If you have an issue, I mean, we're we're a great example of that. You know, we're we're recording these shows, yeah, getting our our, our points of view across to you know whoever is listening. If anybody's listening, we have a few <laughs> listeners, but we're doing it. We're doing it all off our own backs. It's not 
you know, we're not subsidised in in any way. We're doing it because we think it's important. Yep. We have that ability today. If this guy really cares about depression being such a big problem, record your own awareness program. Don't go to the government for um, for a handout for to, to put something together. Do it. Do it. You yeah. have the means to do it. It's never been easier. I agree. Um, that being said, in in situations like in Australia. Let's say a high school student, very religious family, say even say Christian scientist family yes. who do not believe in uh, in scientific medicine <laughs> in, or modern medicine <laughs> right. uh, and they don't allow watching TV or anything like okay. that. Really the only input if they're not homeschooled would be at school. So something in the education situation about social work or depression or mental illness, uh, I think that would be something that could definitely help. I know that Lifeline at points in Australia's history has received government funding and they're the most ubiquitous suicide hotline in Australia. But we also do have Beyond Blue, which is totally independent, not-for-profit, which is strictly about fighting depression mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of these things are online services that people can basically go online and for free register and find treatment or find exercises or whatever to actually okay. work through them by themselves without spending any money on on medicine Good. or therapy. Uh, so when he's talking about uh, informative public awareness programs, I don't think... He's talking about like actually starting public mental health facilities where people walk in and we inject them with happy drugs and they walk out. <laughs> um, but he, he does go on to say mandatory counselling in free government-run facilities, which I think is an over... Mandatory counselling is something that I think infringes on civil rights because I think it has to be someone's choice certainly if, if it's at your doctor's discretion as to you know whether whether or not you're diagnosed absolutely yeah. uh so option number two Skrillam, Ginny bender talkback radio host stated yesterday depression isn't a disease it's just another example of today's youth finding something to complain about life's never been better in fact just yesterday i bought my fourth bmw and even if it is as serious as the bleeding hearts claim then i say we leave it and cut some of the funding being wasted on these head cases if a few whiners jump off a bridge it'll be good for the gene pool natural selection my friends it's a great thing that natural selection line is what I would have said as a joke, <laughs> so I'm really happy with that one. No, I, don't, I, I didn't know you had any Andropolian expats in, in Australia. <laughs> Look, they like talkback radio. What can I say? Now, People, while I disagree with her reasoning, yeah. I'm of the opinion that if someone wishes to commit suicide, they should be able to. Now, that... Uh, speaking as someone with both anxiety and depression and who has suffered suicidal ideation in the past, that's a dangerous statement to make. But I think that it is an inalienable inalienable human right to choose when 
where you die if you have a choice. Yeah. That being said, when I have suffered in the past, it has always been uh, under advisement of a doctor. Like I've never not gone to the doctor because there is a problem. Yes, yes. I want to know that what the solution to the problem is if there is one other than jumping <laughs> off a bridge. So... <sighs> you always have that option. <laughs> it just sounds kind of silly to call it an option. But, yeah, nobody can, nobody can deny you the right to... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. To choose how you want to die if you, if you want to do it right now. But what you don't get to pick is whether or not people care about you. You cannot choose if somebody's going to try and stop you if they know if they know what you're going to do. Correct. You don't get to make that choice. But that's I think that's in, up to in them. an ideal world, you would have an idea that something is wrong with you rather than just I think I need to kill myself, so I'm going to go kill myself because if you don't know that you have depression or you don't feel that you're not thinking uh as you normally would, then... It, do, it, it doesn't feel any different for you, yeah. You, yeah, it, it's just kind of like everything's terrible. Yeah. There's no hope for me in the future. I may as well just end it now. And I think that's why I would lean toward option one but before option number two, while I don't disagree with what she's saying, um, is that if people want to die, then they should be able to die. But I would say having information and support available yeah. is more is a service that people would benefit from. A really cloudy part of the issue is that people use, you know, a, a serious disease um, or a serious condition yeah. as an excuse to get attention or, or you know, mm, just to make absolutely. themselves out to be, you know, a lot more, um, uh, I don't know, I don't know. A lot more sympathetic, important, yeah. and and, yeah. and and try and garner sympathy out of out of their friends and such. People misuse it. The, the, know, the same can sense. be said they, for cancer. They, like oh the same, yes. yeah, people who oh yes, like people. What, what is the name of the syndrome where people pretend to be sick or Munchausen's? Munchausen's. Ooh, is that is that when well, a parent when has the, a child? Yeah. They pretend the child is sick. Yeah, to that's get, the one. Hypochondria no, is the one where you think you're sick. Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. So. At the moment, I'm leaning yes, towards. I watch House. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all have. And what has lupus? It's always. Lupus. It's never lupus, <laughs> <laughs> except that one time. I okay. was like, I'm not even going to check for lupus. It's never. Oh, damn! <laughs> Classic episode. So, while I'm pretty confident in Zane Australia's current, uh, like, social work atmosphere, if it is true that rates of depression-related suicides have gone up and that psychological disorders are going overlooked, then I feel that it would be an education 
issue. Okay. So that's why I think number one would be the better option for me at the moment, that there is an op- option number three. I don't like where this one's going. They're getting progressively worse. <laughs> and by progressive, I mean they're getting less progressive. <laughs> Actually, a lot of depression cases in teens are related to school and the stress and pressure young people are under to succeed. A greater effort to correct the problem of depression should start there, with more funding so that schools can provide better counselling programs, doc- comments Dr. Leroy Grossweiner author of the book Tomato Soup for the Soul. That way the teens who are depressed can get help even if their parents can't or won't take them to see a psychiatrist. Hmm. This is tough. That sounds like a bit of a long-term one, but that does leave everyone that is out of school that is has depression or whatever in the dark. Also, the, the issue never once mentions youth. No, but yeah. he's saying it starts at youth. If we can tackle it at youth, people won't. Well, he says a yeah. lot of depression cases in teens are related to school. But oh. the issue doesn't doesn't mention teens specifically. It's more of a broad issue. Yeah. So if your if your thinking is to introduce some sort of public awareness campaign, doing this one in schools is probably your best option. Yeah, well, a lot, like I said, it, a school isn't necessarily just for the child, it's also the families around No, the but children. in Zane Australia, every child goes to school, do they yes, not? Yes, no, that, that's what I mean. So, like, like, when I was going to school, my mother would also be aware of what I was yeah. studying in school and so it was more of, it's not just an awareness for students. Yeah, I, th- it, it, I think that is... Probably the option I'm going to go for, just because it doesn't have that mandatory counselling <laughs> little addendum in the end there. Whereas I think that that goes very much towards a nanny state uh, and takes a lot of kind of civil liberties away. Whereas this is just uh, support for students okay. who are suffering, whether or not they're getting support elsewhere. So I'm just going to accept that one and hope for the best. <laughs> Sorry, one or three. Here we go. Three. One of them. Counselors recommend suicide as a as an excellent way to to beat your exams. No, I, I think that might have been option number two. Uh, schools have extensive counselling programs for troubled students. Popular sitcom to end. Everything is pretty damn great. Experts say tourism industry braces for influx. Ooh. Modest tax increases help build helps build a better Zane Australia. I have a new postcard. Green is the morrow. Oh, that's just addressing 100 issues. A lot of ups and only five downs. So public health care up 6.8. Education up 1.8. Niceness, taxation, weather, cheerfulness, <laughs> scientific advancement, intelligence, employment, tourism, average income all up between 1.4 and 0.9. I love that weather is reported as a factor that is influenced by the government, by, by policy decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I take it as people are outside to notice the weather. Ah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I take it as like, yeah, the activities. <laughs> I guess so, like, and then I have economic output, human development index, lifespan and pacifism all up around 0.0 something. So negligible. Down is crime at 0.38. Welfare down 0.13. Uh, cheese exports down 0.13. <gasps> <sighs> Do 
and then agriculture and manufacturing down 0.03. Tiny, tiny changes. Well, to be fair, I th- well, I th- oh no, manufacturing and agriculture are still pretty big in Australia. Crime is very low. Welfare, welfare is quite high, yeah. so that's a small drop. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's overall positive. So no real no real drawbacks to that decision. Did somebody say drawbacks? <laughs> I did. I did say. <laughs> Did say drawbacks. Oh, wonderful. Speaking of drawbacks. <laughs> oh, uh, no. My issue is titled Derailing the Gravy Train. Oh, no. A national newspaper has uncovered details of a number of politicians' expenses documents, publishing claims from golden plated toilet seats to elaborate steak dinners for dogs. Following the, publica- the publication, the general public is clamoring at your door demanding answers. Now... I wouldn't need to ask in any country other than said America. Yes. Are these dogs ministers? <laughs> I'm thinking, which means probably yes. <laughs> okay, good. There's two. There's two hundred of them, Zane. I'm not going to know all of them. I'm just not going to know that's, all of them. That's, I'm just asking. Yeah, I, I know that Zane Straley, we wouldn't have a dog minister. I'm pretty sure Andrew Polly doesn't have ministers. So <laughs> we're just like we're steps ahead of both of you. Um, <laughs> this is the sort of disgraceful behaviour we've come to expect from our politicians, bemoans unemployed teacher Sean Weasley. Look around you. No one else is living so extravagantly. We need to lower all politicians' salaries to the poverty line and put the kibosh on these claimed business expenses too. Maybe then they'll understand how real people actually live in Sep America. Tempting. <laughs> the poverty line. Remember my judges on the street with you. <laughs> that would be fine. If That's it, right. If you, it was... you sent them beyond the poverty line. It yes. Just... Yeah. You. You're fine. <laughs> they were in boxes. Yep. Um, if it was said to the national average, like average income, I could understand that because no matter, like, then it's on them to kind of get that average up, and yep. then it's kind of. Risk reward. They how directly. about how about not having any sort of income for politicians whatsoever? Exactly. That that's so the they have to work a job as well as yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that's kind of the Zane Australian end goal is that you're involved in government to be involved in government, not to yeah live enrich yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I have one more option. Oh, just two. Just two. This is quite absurd. Scoffs Alfred Day, taking a sip from a Bollinger eighty six. <laughs> We toil day in and day out keeping this country running and this is the thanks we get. Newspapers snooping about our personal business, questioning what we need to do our jobs. We incur certain necessary expenses that may look odd when taken out of context and that's just what the media is doing. They're distorting the facts just to boost their ratings. Well, I say their prying eyes have gone too far. We need to outlaw this up, oh God, underhanded (laughs) reporting for the sake of the patriotic values that made this nation great. These are two very extreme choices. <laughs> that, that is a Trump response. It sure is. That, that is straight out of the Trump playbook. Though I will no, say, he's a no, very, no, no. he is a very, sorry, he invented fake news. <laughs> um, he's that, not he's suggest- a very well-spoken dog. Although, uh, yep. <laughs> just, uh, just to defend, you know, a, 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 a ridiculous position here, 
Trump has never said CNA, CNN should be disbanded. No, he hasn't. Hasn't that, he? That's, he, has, uh, he has called them out for, for rubbish reporting. Someone he hasn't called out, though, is Fox News for he hasn't, rubbish reporting. He hasn't? No, he hasn't. Ever? Ever. In mm. fact, he's endorsed them by saying he watches them every day. Right. I like Fox News. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's got some good programming. Given the option between poverty line for all my ministers or banning the media, <laughs> I'm going to go with poverty line for all the ministers. It's a step well, in the right that's, direction. That's really not a, uh, that's not a like do whatever you want sort of move, is it? Banning the media sure isn't a do whatever you want sort of move. <laughs> No, it is a do I whatever try. you want move because it it doesn't it doesn't affect people's you know willingness to become politicians. It's not saying you can't be a politician. It just says you're not going to you know have this as your income anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Oh, this feels familiar. Politicians are often found scavenging bins at night to supplement their income. Mining industry sees blue skies ahead. <laughs> Government initiative unusual but good. Experts say. <laughs> Foreigners confused by South American customs, tourist operator says, and final oh, international observers applaud rising political freedoms in South America. Isn't it interesting that the media welcomes a decision <laughs> not to <laughs> disband the media? It's like leader more handsome than ever. <laughs> okay, safety. Up sixty percent. My goodness! Not sure what happened. What were your government? Who knows? Is doing. But this is this is one I should have thought of because I've taken away from the government. So from my ministers, my black market went up almost twelve percent. So obviously they're filtering stuff in to get some kickbacks, I guess. Um, ideological radicality up six percent. Political freedom up four, and then some low threes that don't really seem too interesting. Safety up sixty yeah. percent. Yeah. From a reduction in politicians' wages. Gambling down 7.5%. Oh, thank God my averageness went down 4%. <laughs> Did your ministers have like private militias or something? <laughs> Death rate did go down. <laughs> Government size went down a little bit. Well, that's to be... It's funny, average working. income of the poor went down, which is good, but so did the rich. It- and so then, uh, all my average incomes went down. Average income of the rich, average income, and average income of the poor. Well, that's, all three yeah, went down. You're cutting how that's much good. money you put into the average income every year. That's good. Yeah. So if you if you don't have um, price uh, price fixing going on in said America, that's good because mm. all all costs will fall as well. I'm just curious what my average just means. Well, since this took time to pay tribute to those most overlooked of nations, the determinably average. What does that even? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but averageness went down. They are now less average. out more. No, I need to, wait, do we need to be less average or more average? <laughs> they both sound bad. The well, more average is the closest you get to the median. So the less average could be either you're above or below. Above or below. <laughs> I'm going to say we're above average you because can say I'm that optimistic. You are one. more exceptional. <laughs> this this is weird. Only because my black market went up. So, so that one, no, that one makes sense. The I safety guess. one is yeah, weird. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what safety actually declares itself as. The World Census agents tested the sharpness of household objects, the softness of children's play equipment, and the survival rate of people taking late walks to determine how safe each nation was to visit. So you've got more homeless people, 
they are going to attack more people. Yes, or I but not with silver cutlery because no. they've had to sell that. To I have a, more government employees that are homeless and it's assuming that they will keep the place safe. It's like security guards. Safe, safety went down, didn't it? Up. 60%. Ah. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, all right. What well, a response. Sh- like, we, for the record. We check our safety? Safety is yeah. probably a good one. So my safety started off when we first started at 269 it's the bubble wrap safety rating, by the way. Yeah. So 26.9, well, 27 actually, it's 1.99. Currently, it is, I've gone up dramatically to the point where I at one point hit 100 bubble wraps. But Dan down, now up again. So I'm sitting on a lovely, if it loads, 60 something something, 61.8. Andropolia? Andropolia started the game. At 9.4 on the bubble wrap safety rating scale, peaked around 13.5 and, and is currently at uh, 8.7. So not much change at all? Not that much change in safety. You could argue it's trending down, but it's sort of hovering around 9. Well, uh, Zane's Australia. Compared, but that's, but that's yeah. what, nine, uh, seven times uh, lower than Submerica. Mm. I have bad news for both of you. Uh, Zane Australia started out at 31.8. Yes. Yeah. Uh, stayed pretty stagnant for a couple of months and then right up to uh, 113.53. Goodness me. And now we're sitting pretty handily on 112.9. Very safe. Very safe. Yeah, like um, I said, mine jumped up to the 100 for a little bit, but I, I took... I th- oh no! It really does seem on mine that in one decision took me from thirty six point three eight to one hundred thirteen point five. Yeah, one of mine jumped from forty to one hundred. I don't know what the fuck happens, but then one decision jumped it back down from one hundred to thirty four. Yeah, so well, mine's kind of gone up by one, and then one, and then one, and then down by one, and then down by one, and there's not much change no. after that. We have extreme changes in safety in my country. Like some days it's just like use the handrail, and other days it's like I've covered uh, it in a grease. Guns, <laughs> a guns banned. Uh, I haven't had the issue, but they wouldn't be. But I haven't had the issue, I don't think. Hmm, I wonder. That's uh, that's really interesting. Anyway, we have been a New World Order. And if you want to help out the podcast at all, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for World Order Podcast, a New World Order Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at World Order Pod. You can send us an email at a new world order podcast at gmail.com. And if you're one of those special few people who has more than one American dollar to spare a month. You are wonderful people. Yeah, and you can give it to us and that'll make you even more wonderful. At patreon.com forward slash new world order, that is where you will find uh, one extra episode per every four weeks. You get goodies. And they are some dynamic episodes. We do. We have fallen into a bit of a rhythm of saving (laughs) the... uh, S- saving the best of our issues for the Patreon. Not even intentionally. Not <laughs> even intentionally. It just happens that way. Uh, the last one was particularly explosive. So now is a good time to go to patreon.com forward slash new world order and give us at least one American dollar a month. I should point out, I think it's retroactive as well. So if you start that, you get access to all the older ones, Everything not just the there. newer ones. And yeah. you also get our theme song as a ringtone. You're uh, welcome. A whole, whole bunch <laughs> of other stuff. Do it once a year. Download all the year's episodes. Yep. <laughs> you scummy Andrew Paulians. <laughs> no, no offence, Andrew. Exploit the system. If it's broken, you but, wedge it but open. then they won't get all the new ones that come out. 
The anti-polium well, way would be to pirate it, I believe, right? And wasn't yes, that the I point? Because yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, no intellectual <laughs> property. That's no intellectual property, remember? It's, it's no, the people's. Not. Of course, no, it's not the people's. <laughs> in this, not it in this case. belong to everybody, <laughs> no. If you're good enough to come up with a digital lock, lock it. Yeah, yeah. Go All for right, it. so I have been Zancy Weber. Uh, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I've been your people's champion, your one or two hundred, your man on the street, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, the Sebastian of the United States of South America. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What would Khomeini think of you? <laughs> I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Until next time, gentlemen. a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know wherever you find fun and funny podcasts or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com a That's Not Canon Productions podcast Even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.